There's a lot going on here in the state of Illinois, and I think people need to better understand how state government impacts their daily lives. Uh, because uh, we, we live in a country, the, the, the United States of America, where we've got 50 mini democracies in this constitutional republic, and each state, each mini isolated democracy in its own, uh, takes their own paths. And you can uh, see a whole variety of things uh, taking place, uh, including just reviewing the past two years when it comes to how COVID-19 was managed. Uh, we'll be delving into that a bit more uh, in, in the days ahead, so no question about that. Um, but um, when you look at the economic uh, situation as well, uh, there's a recent study that came out uh, concerning businesses and uh, rent and businesses that are behind on their rent. Uh, so Illinois' economy uh, recovering slower than other states from the COVID-19 pandemic but a lot of small businesses are still dealing with some of those looming effects and lasting effects. So Alignable, it's a, uh, an organization that uh, researches small businesses and helps them with uh, different types of um, you know, uh, analysis and understanding. They said that uh, in, the, in, the, in the entire nation, uh, things are looking better when it comes to businesses and whether they're delinquent on rent. But Illinois seems to be getting worse. 34% of small businesses were delinquent, up 11% from the month. Uh, Chuck Casto, he's uh, one of the lead researchers for Alignable. He said that uh, many businesses have no other alternative but to pack up shop when they can't pay the rent. depends on that relationship that they have with their landlord. And in some cases, they, uh, with rents going up, uh, they're moving so that they can have a better rent situation. But Chuck also says that, uh, you know, you've got a situation where um, the reports indicating that uh, businesses across the spectrum are being impacted by uh, not being able to make their rent. It's very much connected to the local economy, but it's also some of the other stresses that the particular small businesses are having. Uh, especially with inflation. And uh, other issues, uh, you've got uh, inflation, labor issues. Uh, he says that small businesses are dealing with uh, high rent prices on all all of that, and that's uh, it's a problem. Rent has gone up over the last six months for Illinois small businesses for 45% of Illinois small businesses. And some of the industries that are most hit by this uh, include hospitality, uh, restaurants, retailers, uh, arts and entertainment being impacted by this. So uh, you can kind of see where Illinois is on the uh, the issue of of uh, business recovery. Uh, but uh, there's also the issue of infrastructure. And a recent report came out giving Illinois a C minus. This report from the American Society of Civil Engineers. Uh, and they highlighted how Illinois gets a C minus for its infrastructure. Uh, Governor J.B. Pritzker was in Joliet uh, with um, uh, Pete Buttigieg uh, this week and uh, ultimately uh, touting the the ongoing um, uh, infrastructure investments, 40 plus billion dollars of tax increases and whatnot. Uh, and he uh, he defended the state, saying that uh, you know, hey, that we're doing good work with the Rebuild Illinois program that uh, doubled Illinois. Twenty nineteen, I proposed Rebuild Illinois, one of the largest infrastructure investment programs anywhere in the nation. Thanks to the General Assembly, thanks to uh, Chair of Will County, we were able to get that law passed. Well, what about the taxpayers? <laughs> Are you thanking them for doubling the gas tax on them, or? You know, doubling driving fees and things like that. So um, he ultimately uh, was asked uh, by one of my colleagues, Andrew Hensel, 
uh, about uh, the, the C-minus grade on Illinois infrastructure, despite the doubling of the gas tax, despite the uh, uh, $40 billion of investment that's set up for it. And here's what uh, the governor had to say. Uh, let me start by saying that the organization that issues that report card has a financial interest in doing work. So you should at least know that as some background for the for the grade that they gave us. And he ultimately went on to say that uh, there was a, a different organization that gave a grade, uh, and that was uh, CNBC, which gave Illinois high marks. Uh, so you've got that as well. Uh, but uh, something else, too, that uh, you're going to have happening in Illinois uh, that's part of the state budget that the governor approved is the uh, co-responder program. And uh, the co-responder program, uh, one of these programs that's supposed to um, help police uh, get together with uh, with um, uh, various social services so that they can uh, you know better respond to mental health crises, for instance. Uh, the, the Chiefs of Police Association, Executive Director Ed Wojcicki, uh, he ultimately talked about uh, what this is going to mean for uh, police departments that are part of this $10 million pilot program. The general idea is for law enforcement agencies to collaborate with uh, local social service agencies in order to respond together. He said uh, these police departments are going to have a chance to work with different social service agencies and have more training and uh, more understanding. These will have options to create uh, collaborative partnerships with, let's say, mental health providers. It's going to vary from community to community. So you've got uh, $10 million that's going to be set aside for that. Uh, and then something else that we're going to get to next uh, deals with energy and how you're going to be paying more for energy. Uh, and uh, is anything going to be done about this, especially with uh, the warnings that we've seen come out of uh, the, the, the companies like Amron, uh, which uh, provides electricity for a lot of people outside of Springfield here in central Illinois. And, uh, the possibility of electric brownouts and uh, rolling blackouts and uh, some high, the high energy costs, energy costs, which are unfolding in our state, as well as the potential for rolling uh, blackouts in central and southern Illinois. So we'll get to that story coming up next. Stay with us. It's now 732. I'm Greg Bishop on WMAY. All right, still to come. We will talk about Habitat for Humanity, the Fat-Ass 5K, Springfield Soccer, also Taco Nacho Week. It's going to be bang, 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 bang. Uh, it's all right here live and local with Springfield's Morning News. I'm Greg Bishop on 92.7 WMAY. Springfield's News and Talk, and uh, you can chime in live and local at 217-629-7970. And I think I might want to hear from you. Uh, are you concerned uh, that we're going to see rolling brownouts? Are you concerned that you could see... Your energy bills increase, uh, even if it's, you know, 10, 15 dollars more a month uh, that could add up. Uh, and depending on when you get to um, the, the higher uh, energy needs during a hot summer day, uh, do you have concerns that we're going to see uh, some some serious ramifications of uh, at least down here in uh, southern and central Illinois uh, when it comes to the 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 reliability of energy? Uh, so I want to hear from you. 217-629-7970. That's the phone number on WMAY. Uh, and while you're thinking about your, your response here, I want you to hear some of the concerns that there are among energy companies, among manufacturers, among con uh, state representatives, and so on. 
And in particular, uh, you're going to hear um, a uh, uh, an individual from NRG Energy, uh, Melville Nickerson, followed by somebody from the Natural Resources Defense Council, the NRDC, uh, also State Representative Tim Butler, then the Illinois Manufacturers Association's Mark Denzler, uh, and uh, the uh, Democratic State Representative um, Larry Walsh Jr., who was a head of a committee yesterday at the Illinois State House concerning energy and uh, the the clean energy law that's now on the books that says we got to close coal-fired power plants by 2045 and get some more renewable energy. But even while that was being discussed, uh, there were some legitimate concerns about uh, the reliability and the cost. So I will get to your calls here in a moment. Again, 217-629-7970. Again, 217-629-7970. That's the phone number here for WMAY. Um, but let's uh, let's get to um, the, the back and forth here during the committee yesterday day uh, at uh, at uh, the the Illinois State Capitol. Uh, some people were in a room, others were remotely, so we're still doing that. But uh, uh, here are those voices talking about their concerns of energy resources and reliability and costs. Many of you, all of you will be uh, familiar with the recent media coverage that is focused on Illinois' energy problem. The high energy costs, energy costs, which are unfolding in our state, as well as the potential for rolling uh, blackouts in central and southern Illinois. This is due to a uh, problem where uh, demand for energy is uh, not sufficient. Uh, Demand for energy is not being met by sufficient supply. And Senate Bill 3866, House Amendment 8, represents a solution to address that problem both uh, in the supply and demand equation to encourage the development or to bring about the development of more renewable energy in the state of Illinois, as well as the underperformance of the renewable portfolio standards. Uh, I think this legislature was wise to write a clear and direct definition of renewable and of clean energy and to list the resources that qualify. Uh, It avoids these kind of big uh, loopholes Uh, Who would decide what is uh, carbon neutral? Um, That's not clear. And so let's stick with the sources of energy that we, in fact, know are clean and cost effective. And those are the ones that are included in the portfolio today. And we resolved as a state to move away from that and move to entirely clean energy, uh, uh, carbon free energy, pardon me, by 2045. So uh, is there a role for very efficient fossil fuel energy between now and then? Yes. And we've acknowledged that in the law. But, but continuing to burn fossil fuels uh, after the timeline we've set out is not in the spirit of the law. I'm really concerned, Mr. Kibbe, when you said that we're attempting to reopen issues which were closed last fall. Well, welcome to the Illinois General Assembly. We reopen issues every damn session, especially in giant pieces of legislation like this. So if we don't listen to these folks, and if we don't take action, and if we don't get to a place where we need to be to make this state continue to be a leader in energy, it's going to be a problem. Because as a downstate person, I'm really concerned. And I can tell you, folks, you want to go to an election year and your constituents can't turn on the lights or they can't power their AC when it's 90 degrees outside, you're going to be hearing about it. I've had conversations with the company that's going to a half billion dollar expansion potentially, a new plant in Illinois that read this law and they're reevaluating Illinois. So it's not just current jobs here. 
it's jobs that may go elsewhere where they were looking at Illinois before, because Illinois was a leading, probably the, when we deregulated the market, was probably the best economic development thing that Illinois has done in decades. And starting in 2007, we started pulling that back and pulling that back. And I can't tell you enough, the number of companies I hear across the state say, we are losing our energy advantage. We are losing that battle. And it's, the, it's one of the few things that we have that's an advantage for us, and we are giving it away. You know, there is a balance here. We just don't have to jump off the cliff. So I'm, I'm encouraging everyone that's either listening or down the road as we continue these discussions as this whole energy field across the nation is changing, that let's have these, this open and honest dialogue to where we can find solutions. Not just for the people of Illinois, but as was testified today, in attracting business to Illinois. And uh, we need to attract business to downstate Illinois to really help with the economy down here. And if businesses are making decisions because, because the energy is not reliable and the energy costs are through the roof, well, that's a problem for downstate because we're going to lose jobs and we're going to continue to see population decline in Illinois. So let's hear from you now, 217-629-7970. Do you have concerns uh, that uh, you're going to oh. not be able to turn on your lights this summer or that you're not going to be able to turn on your AC? Uh, because, uh, you know, the energy companies uh, aren't going to be able to produce as much. They're not uh, seeing much investment in uh, baseload uh, d- energy generation through coal. Because, I mean, if you're gonna, why, why dump tens of millions of dollars into investments into infrastructure if you're just going to have to shut it down in a few years? 217-629-7970. And do you see political ramifications from this if it's not addressed? Because this was a, from a hearing yesterday at the State House. They're not in session right now, right? Uh, they could be. Uh, they got until May 31st for, for spring session. So we'll see if they come back for a special session. I'm not holding my breath. Uh, but uh, they're looking at possibly changing things in the state's clean energy law that has that 2045 deadline to close down coal plants. But it doesn't seem like they're going to do anything before the summer's hot temperatures kick in. They may not come back until after the election. So do you have concerns that uh, we're going to see rolling brownouts and uh, increased prices? Good morning. You're on WMAY. Darn it, Greg. I'm going uh, I'm going to put some solar panels up next year. But damn it, I'm going to have to speed that up, aren't I? Apparently. Uh, and I've been I, thinking about doing solar panels myself hey, just man, because. I, I've talked to two different people you need to look into. I'm sure you have. But yeah. Wow. With the rebates right now, this is the time to get in. in the and, future, they did, and they did re-up those rebates. But listen, I mean, oh, that's not going to necessarily. Solar panels aren't going to power a manufacturer who's going to be no. hiring people. No, but they're going to make sure my ass has AC. <laughs> Right. I got you. All right, all right, all right, all right. Uh, let's get another call here, 217-629-7970. Uh, again, 217-629-7970. That's the phone number if you want to chime in uh, on this issue, uh, because I think it might be too late uh, for them to address it uh, moving forward. Now, you know, with with all consideration here, um, this this issue of uh, the, the crunch on energy, it's different for northern Illinois. They've got nuclear power that did get some bailouts from the state, and uh, those nuke plants... Yeah, they're going to be allowed to stay open. Uh, But in southern and central Illinois, we're part of a different grid that's a lot more reliant on coal and fossil fuels, uh, and that's being targeted. Uh, So it's a a totally different landscape from northern Illinois to to, to downstate Illinois. Uh, But the warning is, from Ameren at least, is that uh, we're going to see uh, energy uh, shortages possibly this summer when it gets real hot. Uh, Your thoughts? Good morning. You're on WMAY. Hey, good morning, Greg. Um, And then add to all of this, 
the push for electric cars. Where do people think the electricity to charge up the electric cars is going to come from? Uh, the power grid that's being attacked and people being talking about rolling brownouts and things like that. I mean, it's just, I mean, everybody, I've got two great nephews and a great niece. Of course I want a sustainable planet for them. But the people that go for the clean energy, they don't seem to want any balance. You know, we can have investment in clean energy, but we also can invest in efficient use of, of fossil fuels and, 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 and in a way that protects the planet as much as possible. Well, and, and they, I think when you look at, uh, and I appreciate the call, when you look at CWLP, uh, they've invested millions of dollars into scrubbing technology to get all the impurities out of the coal-fired power operations they have out there. But even with that technology and the continued evolution of it, and they're looking at carbon capture and a variety of other things, they're still going to have to close up unless the law is changed and unless there's more flexibility involved. And that's what they were talking about yesterday. They're going to do continued hearings throughout the summer, but continued hearings is not taking action to modify the law to allow for, uh, you know, more flexibility uh, when it comes to getting, producing, and having consumers and manufacturers and businesses have reliable affordable energy uh all right i appreciate everybody chiming in here with wmay uh, of course uh, you can email me anytime bishop on air at gmail